Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had to be, and I'm sure we'll find out about it right here, a memorable weekend for Ross, broadcasting in Kansas City and then Detroit. And then, I don't know, Ross, were you able to kick back yesterday? Maybe there was a honeydew list after two days on the road. Uh, how much of Bill Steelers were you able to catch? Yeah, all of it, except I was also on the radio doing Eagles pregame. <laughs> oh, right. While uh, during the second half of Bill Steelers. So, yeah, man, it never ends until after the Super Bowl. But it was awesome. It's funny because I know Tony Baselli was on the call for Westwood One nationally yesterday. And um, he had a heck of a time getting into Buffalo. So I told my boss, and I wasn't even joking, that I could drive from Detroit to Buffalo and uh, do a triple header, do three (laughs) games in a row. Uh, That would have been epic yesterday because that looked like a heck of a lot of fun for you guys up there. But, yeah, no, I got a chance to uh, watch the first half with my daughters, and they know that we cheer for the Buffalo Bills. They know the deal. Eagles kind of take priority because the Eagles pay me. But then the Bills are our <laughs> AFC team and our second team because that was Daddy's favorite team. So they know. They, they got it down pat. So we were rooting for the Bills, and everything worked out. They had me a little bit nervous there in the second half while I was doing the Eagles pregame show. But they pulled it out uh, in, in impressive fashion and – by far the most intriguing, biggest game in my mind of the divisional round. I mean, Buffalo hosting the Chiefs. I, I can't even – I can't imagine what it's going to be like because I was in Detroit Sunday night. But, uh, man, it should be crazy in Orchard Park on Sunday. It needs to be. It needs to be. Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker is on the Western Hotline with us here. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice because men have skin too. Um, excuse me, how much of a distraction, if at all, do you think it would have been for the Bills and the Steelers, for that matter, to have the uncertainty on Saturday? Um, I mean, it, you know, by lunchtime, we knew the game was getting moved um, or, you know, pushed back. Uh, but any uncertainty there and then just the inconvenience of having the game moved to another day, and, and how, how big of a deal do you think that is? Um, you know, I've never experienced that. So it's hard for me to comment, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. I actually remember in high school one time in the uh, district semifinals, there was bad weather, so they moved it from a Friday night. We found out like midday Friday that they moved this to the next night, Saturday night. It wasn't really that big of a deal. I mean, especially if 
the teams aren't already like haven't traveled the away team or the home team's not already in the hotel. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, it's not ideal, but I don't think it was that big of a deal for the game yesterday. I do think it's unfortunate and it's nobody's fault, but unfortunate that the bills will be on five days rest or whatever that the, uh, Chiefs have two extra days rest than the Bills. Um, that's unfortunate, but I don't know. Sometimes I think that's a little bit of an excuse, too. I mean, I think over the long haul that stuff matters, but I think for one game in Buffalo, I'd like to think that that shouldn't or wouldn't make a, a much of a difference in the game. Ross, of course, you were in Kansas City for their win over the Dolphins. We've been talking about the Bills together here you know, every week, the three of us, um, and we've seen the matchup so many times. I mean, this is the, I think, seventh meeting here since 2020, maybe even eighth uh, playoff games. So starting with what the Chiefs looked like to you on Saturday, I I just was almost shocked that that Tua wasn't uh, able to function at a higher level than he was. Just like little dump-off throws and everything was way off. And Kansas City had, for as cold as it was, I guess I would say, watching it, kind of an easy time of it. Um, what, what about from you, if, if you think I'm wrong there, just what they were defensively? Uh, how do the Chiefs look to you coming into this game? Well, so first of all, that that's the coldest weather I've ever experienced in my life. And uh, this is a little bit inside baseball, but the Chiefs, I think, might have the only radio booth in the league where you – can't open the windows. You, you physically cannot open the windows. So I was pretty happy about that because it was so cold. And I was, uh, I mean, it was still cold even being in a heated room, just being up near the glass. But guys, it was so cold. And if people saw this on my social media, uh, it was wild at Ross Tucker NFL that when I would talk, you know, broadcasting the game, when my breath, would hit the window, it would freeze. I mean, think about that. <laughs> My breath hits the window, and then it starts to, like, freeze. So we had to keep wiping it down every break. Finally, we got some bottles of alcohol, and that, like, uh, that was enough to prevent that from happening. But it was so, so cold that I do think that probably had some impact on Tua. I will say it is just wild to me that in by far the worst year for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid on offense, it also happens to be maybe the best defense Andy Reid's ever had. Like, how does that happen? That is just uncanny that their offense is struggling, and now they got the second-best defense in the NFL in terms of both points per game allowed and yards allowed. It's really wild. They have put some some draft capital in it draft capital into that but uh sure um 26 to 7 is the final there the dolphins have their own questions as we get to the offseason as they're already there um what for you so these teams have met so often like i said before the the coaching the the chess game ross like what what is really left here The, the bills went to kansas city six weeks ago or so pretty much needing to win i mean how much is sort of left in the bag for, for these teams that are so familiar with each other and have played for such high stakes so many times? Yeah, I think, um, 
I think you're constantly – like, obviously, they'll watch the first matchup. But then, believe it or not, like, these teams are not the same, right? Like, let's say Bernard can't play for the Bills. Well, that makes a big difference. Well, the, way, the, the way I always tell people about it, I describe it as a chessboard, okay? And there's 11 pieces for both teams. And, like, one piece – if you ask, like, high-level chess players – one piece being on or off the board makes a big difference. Like, it, it changes the whole dynamic of the board. So, I don't know if Bernard is a rook or a bishop or a queen or, you know, I don't know what he is, but that, that changes the complexity of the board. So, even though they know each other's schemes pretty well, they know each other's personnel pretty well, you're never really the exact same team that you were the last time, especially in this meeting, especially with some of the guys banged up. We'll see what happens with Taron Johnson. That would be bad if he can't play. So uh, we'll see what happens with Rasul Douglas. He's supposed to be able to play. That would be helpful. Well, he didn't practice one time last week, but yet he was not ruled out for the game ahead of the game. Uh, we knew, obviously, you know, he was inactive. Uh, but that indicates that he like had some chance, even though he couldn't practice. He's telling reporters in the locker room that he'll be good to go for the Chiefs. But you know, guys often uh, you know say that and f- and feel that way early in a week. Uh, but I, I want to be hopeful for him and Dotson too. Dotson was another one who had a very limited week in practice last week. But the it, it, the way McDermott sounded even after the game last night was that it it was kind of close for him to be inactive against Pittsburgh so maybe they'll get a couple of guys back but boy Bernard yeah I don't know I don't know what on the chessboard he is but he is and he's been excellent in all really anything they ask him to do and what what they don't have without him is anyone that can really cover that we know maybe Dorian Williams can can do a decent job but Dodson's a liability in that area AJ Klein is not a good cover guy so they lose a lot if Bernard is not able to play. Yeah, it just stinks. I, I, I strongly dislike when injuries are such a big part of it. I would love to see the Bills with Milano and Tredavious White, but it is what it is, and you have to find a way to adapt and overcome. And, you know, they might need Josh Allen to be Superman, right? And not like rocket science to say this, but – going to be I would imagine it's a close competitive game I'd imagine it comes down to the end and to me it's probably which quarterback makes the critical error you know um, versus the fantastic play and then I do think coaching you know will be a big factor late and it's a very very important game for Sean McDermott who's done an excellent job here down the stretch getting to the bills at this point which by the way hilarious because we talked about you know my ranking of McDermott before the year midway through the season everything I got from Bills fans was you were right you were right you were right actually you were wrong you had a rank too high you gave him too good of a grade now I just saw last week where some guy said are you ready to apologize yet (laughs) so in the course of two months it's gone from you were right and or uh, you had him ranked too high, but now I'm an idiot again. It's awesome.
You give a nice a nice B plus though in your coach uh, grades. Yeah, I think he deserves it. I mean, I think he's. I mean, to be six and six and be able to win five straight, win the division, especially with some of the injuries they've had, and then be able to win a playoff game. I mean, it worked out perfectly for them to be the two seed and play the Steelers, who I thought were probably the worst team to make the playoffs. I think that that will actually, other than maybe Philadelphia, the way they've been playing, but that um, worked out well for them. And now, finally, the Bills have the Chiefs on their home turf. And, I mean, I am going to be – like, I'm doing the Ravens-Texans game in the booth on Saturday, uh, which is great because Baltimore is only like an hour away. But Sunday, man, you want to talk about glue to the TV – and you want to talk about having intense feelings, that that will be one where I'm watching it with my daughters and we're feeling pretty strongly about hopefully the Bills being able to get that done. I think now I'm rooting for a Bills-Lions Super Bowl. That would just be so incredible. Yeah, Detroit came off amazing in the game you had Sunday night. What a game that was. You know, the the – I think the the point ultimately in terms of McDermott and the the ride of the season and everything else, you know how the the fan sentiment has has flipped as you pointed out. You know, you say this game critical error coaching decision late in the game, Dallas and Mike McCarthy and maybe Sirianni with the Eagles, examples of just how quickly it can change. The whole year with Dallas seemed to be, yeah, let's just see what happens in the playoffs. We know they're good, but Ultimately, it's going to be what happens in the playoffs. And then the playoffs arrive, and they're a pretty big favorite, and they get stomped. And then it's like, okay, well, he's probably fired. I mean, we'll see what happens. So, Well, it's it's a good point, Mike. That's why I'm glad you phrased it that way. I hope that these organizations are smart enough to not make emotional decisions and to really figure out what happened. You know, for the Cowboys, it's what happened in that game. For the Eagles, it's what happened – ever since that Bills win. I mean, it's unbelievable. We talked about that Bills overtime win for the Eagles. The Bills haven't lost since. And the only game the Eagles won since then was the Christmas game against Tommy DeVito and the Giants. They lost six of their last seven. It's like, I don't know what happened in that overtime game between the Bills and the Eagles. (laughs) But it is like they totally had like an out-of-body experience. It's like they switched places. It's unbelievable. With Ross Tucker here on WGR, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. Well, we've talked about it a little bit here, but this is of eight meetings between the Bills and the Chiefs since Sean McDermott arrived as Bills coach, and this will be the seventh since 2020. It's the first here with fans allowed in, and of all those games, the only one in Buffalo in the COVID year, a Chiefs win before anything really sort of took off with the Bills. What is the the value, the importance of the crowd for you, Ross? We know how legendarily loud and boisterous the, the Bills crowd is. Kansas City gets the same kind of credit what will it mean to, you know, uh, Mahomes, timing, offensive line stuff? How big a factor? Well, it's, uh, it's huge primarily because the Chiefs' offensive tackles were probably the guys most affected by noise. 
because they have to they lose a snap count advantage. They have to work off of a silent count. So they have to have their eyes inside towards the football rather than looking at the edge rusher. And then they have to try to time it up perfectly. And the Chiefs offensive tackles have struggled. And in particular, you know, Juwan Taylor, their right tackle, has by far the most penalties in the NFL. By far the most false starts. So there's the real potential there if Bill's Mafia can get it going to really have him struggle, false start in some key third down situations, kind of getting his head a little bit. It's a major, major impact on the game. I mean, I can tell you, as an offensive lineman, it is not fun when you have to go silent count because you can't hear the quarterback at all and make any type of audible or check or communication more difficult. And then you lose a snap count advantage. I mean, people don't realize the most important thing in professional football, in my opinion, is initial quickness off the snap, right? Like that initial quickness. And if you know the snap count, you have the advantage. If you don't, that advantage is negated. And the D linemen are better athletes than the offensive linemen. So losing that, just that split second makes a big, big difference. Yeah. That that right tackle, I feel like, since the beginning of the year, maybe even opening night against the Lions, has been a story for like that, that sort of false step, that like that early like you know, that early step back that didn't always get flagged. Um, there was one on, on one of the Steelers' touchdowns yesterday. Their right tackle moved really early, and it just didn't, you know, it, it didn't get the attention of the officials enough to throw a flag on it. But Taylor's that guy. I'm not mistaken, right? There's been a lot about him this year and that, right? Yeah, Jawan Taylor, for sure, the right tackle. All right, Ross. Well, um, should be pretty great here on on Sunday night. You said you have Baltimore. What are your thoughts on whether the Texans can pulled an upset well i think it's pretty unlikely but i was not expecting them to beat the browns i was surprised they beat the browns the way they did very very impressed by stroud obviously and sometimes the team is just so young and so inexperienced that they don't know any different you know they don't know any better that they shouldn't be winning these games or shouldn't be this good and stroud's just about as good as any rookie quarterback i've ever seen I'm really looking forward to seeing him in person for the first time, and I don't expect them to be able to beat the Ravens on the road, but you never know. You know, you, the, the way you said that about the, about the Texans, right? Maybe they're you know they're too young to know what they don't know, right, or, or be nervous about it. Back to the Eagles, real quick, because we know you're so close to them. I, I, I had the thought last night watching them: uh, Is it possible that guys on that team? I don't know, a, a month ago, two weeks ago, sort of realized, and maybe even just to themselves privately, like, man, we don't have it. We don't have it. <laughs> and, and, and that's reflected in these performances, or is there structural problems there? Well, I think there's major coaching problems. I thought they were put at a schematic disadvantage, and maybe they lost confidence in the coaches, but certainly felt like they were at a schematic disadvantage for sure. And, uh, that was pretty clear. I don't think players ever think we just don't have it. It's just, it's hard to be at that level and ever have that mindset. Yeah. You know, it's usually the opposite. It's usually like, no matter what's going on, 
you still think that you and those guys are good enough to win the game. Because you spend all week with the game plan and everything, and, you know, the whole, the whole process is designed for you to believe. So you, you got to be really fighting it to not believe, if that makes sense. Yep. That's why I could only – I mean, the, the Bills are constantly uh, talking about how they're impressed they are with their own resilience. You know, like, it's really, like, what, were they, what was supposed to happen when they were 6-6 six and six and not, not dead, you know? What was supposed to happen? They were just going to roll over for, for teams? You know, no, you keep playing. And um, they, they won the close ones. They won in Kansas City, and it's now, uh, I guess, six in a row with the, with the playoff win. So, so good for them. But I never really expected them to quit. No, but it could have gone, it it gone real bad. You know, if they lose one more and they're kind of out of it, and then it's all about McDermott's. McDermott's job status it could have, it could have really gone the other way there's no question one more loss yeah Eagles you got you know Goddard's screaming it got hurts I don't know it's just it this arguing on the sideline too didn't didn't look great but it's, it's over for them all right Ross uh thank you enjoy your trip to Baltimore Saturday and we'll talk next week about the AFC championship whoever's in it yeah man hopefully we're talking about the bills man thanks Ross yeah, word for sure. All right, that's uh, our man, Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider. Ross Tucker, Insider Calls are brought to you by Old Spice, Men Have Skin 2, and by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Got injury updates, the Chiefs matchup, of course, that we're already ready for, and everything that happened yesterday. And how about the stadium and the snow, the spectacle of it, the challenge of it to the many of you that climbed up somehow got up into your seats in the 300 level or anywhere you know upper deck anywhere in the stadium really just what a challenging day that looked like uh for many fans we'd love to hear about it your thoughts on the game coming up and all of this 803 love it would love to have you join us mike Shope and the bulldog back after the update here on wgr yeah, don't know really for sure. I've yet to meet with Nate, get a little bit more clarity on what his week's going to look like. But like with everyone, you know, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and see, hey, how's anything changed from the way we leave it tonight once I get a chance to be around Nate a little bit more here. For the second consecutive day, Sean McDermott did not have conversations with the head athletic trainer about players on the team before he ended up meeting with the media. So, I, gee, guys, I don't know. We haven't really had a chance to talk about it. Terrell Bernard is a big one. Taron Johnson is a big one. Maybe even Sam Martin is a big one. And that's not the whole list. The Bills with some serious injury stuff going into their classic divisional round matchup here at home this time with the Chiefs. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog at 803-0550. The referee assignments are out. Do you have a name you want to hear or not want to hear? Uh, not, not Cheffers, uh, and, um, Hockey League's kid. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This referring still, right? Sean Hockley, is that right? I don't want to hear Hockley. That's correct. All right. You no, don't? No. no. Too bad. Jeffers had the game yesterday. Right. Hockley is going to be the referee for Chiefs Bills. He last refereed a Bills game when they were in Philly. And there was stuff in that game. There was controversy. Uh yeah. There there was. There was a there was a blatant horse collar on the quarterback. Uh the Bills quarterback, that's Josh Allen. Uh that I remember that. I, I'm not sure what else I remember, but I remember that was egregious. The game could have ended on a play where A.J. Brown seemed to catch a pass and the play was ultimately ruled incomplete. The Bills recovered a fumble, but it was called not a fumble. Right. The Chiefs in games officiated by Sean Hockley are 8-2, and two, including two divisional round playoff games. Last year against Jacksonville and in 2019 against Houston after Houston beat the Bills in the wild card. And the Bills are one and three in Hockey League's games. I will not. Th- this year they're one and three? Ever. I Ever. Well, okay. Is the one, the one, oh boy, I, I shouldn't expect I don't know. you to, to know this. But do you remember having a conversation about him and his proclivity to favor the home teams before maybe it was the Bills rematch with New England after the win game? And they went up there. I just remember talking about Hockey Lee and it not being a favorable matchup. And the, and the Bills I, managed to win the game. Unless it was the year before that. I don't know. I don't remember it being about him. But I do remember talking about that before the night game, in New, the Thursday night game in New England. So a different season. Okay. But on the roundtable, on the pregame show. And just I, I've always thought, like, if I'm a referee and I'm aware of you know, sort of where I rank do I call holding more often? Do I do this less? <laughs> right. Like, what? what is one team's record? I would have a tough time sort of forgetting that and because I would not want it to be pronounced in any direction. I mean, I, I would not want – maybe it's inevitable. I mean, the Chiefs have a pretty good record with every referee prob- probably. Yeah, they're um, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't want to, you know, walk onto a field and have people know that, like, one of the two teams is 10-0 and when I'm on the field. You know, like, just right. – so I would probably be, be biased against them if I couldn't control that because I wouldn't want that to be sort of a thing. Um, so anyway, maybe that maybe it's a good thing that these numbers are – some of them are what they are when it comes to Sean Hockley. This year, I'm using Rotowire. Rotowire.com has all the ref stats – 
So which guy's called holding the most? And, and on and on. And the second, see if I can say this and have it make sense. The the second most roughing the passer flags from all referee in the course of the season was eight. Three officials called roughing the passer eight times. Hockey League called it 14 times. And, and we've got, like, the two most iconic rock star quarterbacks in the sport right now meeting on Sunday night. Where can I bet on there being a roughing the passer penalty? Where can I bet or, on that? Or three. <laughs> what's the, what's, the, what's three. the number and how much juice do I get if I go over? <laughs> that's that's where right. I want to be at. That's where I want to be. Wow. He's pretty much one one per week. 14 roughing the passer calls in uh, in 16 games. I guess referees do 16 games. They don't have to do uh, 17. Anyway. So uh, that's the news on that. There is news about um, UB football. I don't know if you've seen this in the last, like, it just just came across as Zach was doing the update at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Mo Linguist, Maurice Linguist, the head coach at UB, is expected to be hired as a defensive assistant coach, likely working with the secondary at Alabama. So he's leaving a head coaching spot at UB to go be a position coach at Alabama. Expected. The reports all say expected. There's nothing announced formally yet, but that that you know, there's got like I like three or four different reporters that follow the SEC in Alabama that are reporting on that. That's interesting. Mm. I guess, yeah. That's a that's a step up. I I mean, it certainly is a step up in the program department. But I, I mean, he's a head coach. He's going to coach cornerbacks. Okay. Got to be. It's got to be a step up. Well, good luck to him. I didn't know him. Uh, we've got lines open, I think, right? Isn't that what we're, we're planning on doing? 803-0550 is the number. The game Sunday, I just said earlier, I didn't spend a lot of time, or as much as I could have, I guess, thinking about every game in the past, but just as supercharged an atmosphere as any. You heard it in Ross Tucker, in his voice, you know, just like, the, the, the stress and the anxiety, the excitement for this game, and to have it at home this time, so much on the line. It really is. I don't know if I got all the way through the point when talking to Ross about McDermott. Like, you know, it's how it happens over the course of a season. Uh, at the, like Ross is saying, at the beginning of the season, Bills fans told him he was too critical of McDermott. Then they were telling him how right he was, and then back to – when are you going to apologize? You know, we, we know this as well as, as Ross would, just how, like, that's how that goes. But the thing about McDermott here going into this game, and this is how high the bar is, uh, but it's the reality, I think, is that the concern was primarily always what happens in a game like this. And even yesterday was not a game like this, right? I mean, they've won – wild card games, four years running here. But this is the one. And when Ross says, as much as he wants the Bills to win, it probably will be close. It probably will come right down to the end. And one team, will, or maybe even quarterback, will make a critical error. And 
maybe it'll be a coaching decision. Those were the two th- the mm-hmm. two things Ross said. You know, he might predict this game comes down to, and you know, you put it like that, not who makes this heroic play, but who makes a mistake. Maybe deciding a game like this, this is not does not have to be what happens, but that's how he was talking, mm-hmm. and you know that's uh, like who is going to expect Mahomes to make that mistake, if that's indeed what kind of game it is, you know, versus Allen, yeah, or you know, Reed Dermott versus Reed right. in the same respect. I mean, although Reed's had plenty of, you know, he's been around a long time. Of course, he's he's had he's had missteps uh, along the way. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, as Ross was saying it. And then again, here, as, as you were just laying that back out, uh, it, it, I can feel my anxiety. I already feel like I'm on the couch watching this game with two and a half minutes left. Like that's how I, I, I just thinking about a scenario like that. My tension level is all, my posture is changing. Like every, every, every just, Oh no, I just, that is going to be so, if we get a game like that, and this is not to say that it, it has to, you know, not go the Bills way, the, the, the anxiety will be off the charts. I mean, it's, there's so much here for, like, you know, for, for McDermott, for Allen, for the team, and of course for us, like we, we pour so much into this, we want it so bad. And here come the Chiefs into our place finally in a playoff game with fans. Like here we go. It's been said rather plainly a few times, I think by you or maybe by by callers too. They have to win. They have to win this game. And boy, that's a hell of a place to be. You know, I mean, I I know that's the object every week, but like anything less than a win is just against this opponent, I want to say almost regardless of how it goes, but especially if it goes like Ross was talking, like if it's tight and like there's a mistake, whether it's Allen or McDermott, um, I mean, just, oh, I, I, I just, I feel like people right now are listening to me say this screaming, shut up. Yeah. Because yeah. we all feel it. We all know <laughs> it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just the one on the radio that feels compelled to say it. Uh, so, you know, my apologies. I, I think we'll all be in the same boat. If this game is, you know, 24-20 with two and a half minutes to go, oh, my God. Like, nubs for fingernails is what we're talking about, I think. If the game is 24-20 with two and a half minutes to go, do you want the lead or the ball? The ball. I think I want the ball. Yeah. Okay. What if it's at your own 21? the ball. And you have two still, timeouts. Still the ball. And one challenge. <laughs> and your punter has a pulled hamstring. <laughs> well, I'm not Anthony, punting. <laughs> you're not punting. That's right. At that point, you're, you're in the clear. Anthony is with us. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, guys. Good evening. Uh, I just wanted to touch briefly on my game day experience and talk about the mental aspect of this game, if I may. Um, I was there in Section 333. I bought a ticket last minute, and it was pretty It was pretty difficult. The steps were the biggest issue. So the steps were not plowed at all, and people were literally holding on to each other's hands like a human ladder as they went up to their steps. And my section was completely not cleared out at all. So I said, I'm not even going to sit with it. And the person behind me let me squeeze into their row. But it was pretty incredible. You had people literally sliding down the stairs. A couple people might have hopefully didn't get hurt. So the, the game experience was pretty crazy. Um, when it got to 21-0, 
I bailed. I couldn't take it. I was freezing. Fortunately, I lived close enough to walk home, um, so I bailed. So that that's my game day experience of what I experienced. Um, as far as the game this this coming Sunday, this is how I view it. And Bulldog, this is kind of contrary to what you just say, but this is where I'm at with them. They've last year they were mentally shot for the reasons we all know. So this year it's in our barn. They've been through it all, and I think when Allen is on top of his game mentally, I think he's unstoppable. I know that there are games where we wonder if he is or he's not, but I think they've been through the ringer, and I think they're ready for this. And conversely, lastly, I'll say I think that being at home is going to calm Allen down. I think he gets to be more hyper Josh when he's on the road, even though he still plays well. So for me, the biggest thing we have advantage wise is I think being in our barn and I just I think mentally they're ready for this now whether mm-hmm. McDermott makes a decision that we're all pulling our hair about after the game is, is, is one thing or another but I think we're mentally ready and I think that's the biggest thing for us to overcome I, I agree with you I mean I, I'm citing a very specific scenario where if the game is tight late our history our scar tissue is going to be hard to navigate but I said earlier like I, I like the bills in this spot this year with just where what they've been through and where they're at i'm i'm worried about their health on defense I'm, i mean i'm really worried about it but I, I think as far as um their uh their energy their uh you know just their cohesiveness their their vibes i i, I feel like they're they're right here i i don't think they're gonna fold or anything they might lose to a better you know to a to a better team on that day and the injuries could be a part of that but I, I am not – last year I spent the last few weeks of the season really worried about their, their state of mind, whether they had it in them to be their best physically because I think emotionally they were so wiped out. Um, I don't feel that at all here. In, in fact, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I think that they're – This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. They're peaking. I think they're they're right for this. I just worry that they're too injured. Better get that snow cleared out of 333 before Taylor Swift shows up. She's not going to stand for that. I mean, you're not going you to have Taylor Swift at the stadium and have people sliding down the aisles to be able to get out. Probably want to probably fix that. Another foot on the way or more. I mean, it's no, uh, no small thing. 803-0550 Football Tuesday on WGR. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get to Northwest. Bulldog, you need to do, to do that. Uh, noted. It's tomorrow. I think banks are closed now. I'll wait. Plus, the show's got a ways to go, so I'll, maybe tomorrow I'll check into that. Use the website then. Northwest.com ah. would be would be fine. But a lot of, a lot of places are going to be closed tomorrow. That is for sure. 
Let's take a break. Look forward to hearing from you next. 803-0550 to join us. Mike Shope and the Bulldog WGR. On to round two. Bills and Chiefs Sunday, 6.30. The game we've all been waiting for. Winner either goes to Baltimore or hosts Houston in the AFC Championship. Wow, Houston. I guess there will be no, I think, or will there be, some, any kind of conversation about whether Joe Flacco should be the Browns' starting quarterback in 2024. <laughs> um, nice story, but yeah. that blew up. Yeah, it finally happened. Yeah, it finally happened. He, he, he two pick sixes. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, they're invested so heavily in Watson. I, I don't know. Even Flacco could have made it interesting if they had kept going. If he, you know, had a hot hand here, and they had won that game and had a showdown with Baltimore here looming, uh, you know. But I, I would think it's pretty cut and dried at this point for them. They'll, they'll move forward with Watson. I don't know. Does Flacco catch on somewhere? Uh, does he get a shot at? starting somewhere because he finished so strong does he even want that at this point like i i wonder what the future might be for him i guess i would bet no we talked about this a little bit the last couple of weeks like i think i would bet no for him starting week one somewhere because teams want think of what atlanta and washington just did with relatively mediocre options in ritter and howell respectively they want to sort of push the agenda that if we're not good at the position yet, at least we're young. So if you're going to Flacco, you've just like sort of given up on a young option. And if you're drafting someone in the first round, I think you said, well, does he want to be, does he want to play next year? Does he want to play as a backup? I wouldn't assume, I guess I would predict against he, he goes to a team yeah. that drafts a quarterback in like the middle of the first round and it's a competition or something. You know, I just, I don't know why, but. I would think that he wouldn't sign up for that. And who is making him their guy at this point? So, I, Yeah, I think that's that's probably a reach, even with how good he was down the stretch until it all blew up on Saturday. I don't know. As you were talking there, though, Bill Belichick in Atlanta just sort of came storming into my brain. Like, wherever he goes, does he want to – I mean, where's Atlanta picking? Do they have access to one of the top guys? Maybe not. Uh, you know, what might he prefer, the steady, calm hand of veteran Joe Flacco to either of the guys they had or a mid-round rookie or something? I I wonder. Yeah, that's obviously going to be in Belichick's, you know, on his pile, like who is the quarterback of the team. I know who I want in Atlanta, and that's Justin Fields. I mean, I I don't know if that is realistic, but that's that's the quarterback I want there. And I could see Belichick going for that. There's also the possibility of Dallas now, just right. where he uh, where he ends up. I mean, Fields too, but Belichick is the thing right now, and and also Harbaugh, uh, maybe with the Chargers. But the quarterback stuff will play itself out. It's right now where these, I mean, incredible. How even Pete Carroll said he would coach. Like he wasn't just necessarily going up into the front office with Seattle. Um, Mike Vrabel, another one. Some big names for sure. We'll take a break here, 803-0550. You want to talk Bills Chiefs or even Bills Steelers with us? We had a caller just before on the travails of getting to his seat yesterday. We've all seen the videos, and maybe you lived it, just trying to get the snow out of the way so you could just sit normally at a game. We're here for it. 803-0550, again, the number. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. This is WGR.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 